And I believe that as you progress in your faith and your understanding of Christ, you're going to be able to pray better. You're going to be able to get more clarity. You're going to be able to have that connection even more. Welcome to the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Drew and Tim, two pastors discussing practical details about life, leadership, parenting, and being more centered around Jesus first. The goal of this show is to help you keep your eyes on Jesus through the busyness of life and clutter of your schedules. Now, join us for the conversation. Welcome to the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Tim and Drew. This is Tim. Drew is over here. What's up, Drew? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. We are happy to be here with you. We've we've got some awesome questions from our community, and we're going to talk about one of those today as our topic. But before we do that, Drew, what is going on in your life? Well, uh, you know, the most exciting thing right now is our church is growing, which is just always an awesome thing. And we just got about a little over 2,000 square feet of new space. And so today I got to walk through that new space and just vision cast with a couple people. And uh, whenever you're talking about what God has done and what God is going to do, it's, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just... You just, you get pumped, man. And now we're doing a podcast. And so I'm just, I'm ready. I'm really excited <laughs> and and really, really motivated. How about you? What's going you on with an you? arcade room in your new space, right? Arcade <laughs> podcast studio. Yeah. Yes. All we're gonna, it's stuff. multi-use, multi-use. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Well, man, we're, it's crazy to think summer's here pretty much like where I'm at, it's already hundreds. So in Arizona, <laughs> and so we're just like thinking ahead of the camp's coming up with church. We have a family camp. We go on with the family and we can rent an RV. And a cool thing with that, though, is that the first two years we did that, I drove an RV and I swore that I never would drive an RV again. <laughs> the first RV we got was this, it, it almost broke down on the way up and you go up these hills and it's it's it wouldn't go more than like 25 miles an hour up the hill. Oh, so I felt like the scene in Dumb and Dumber, everyone's like waiting to pass the bike, <laughs> right? no one can yeah. pass. And so, and then the generator broke on the way back. So it's super hot. And then the next year I got an RV and it was super expensive. And so, and I just hate driving RV and the feel of it and and that kind of stuff. And so anyway, we found a cool thing where they could drop off an RV for you. You drive up in your normal car and then uh, you just stay in it and then they take it away when you're done and it's perfect. So that's pretty cool. So how, what is that like driving an RV? Like you said, it's pretty terrible. Like I've never done that. It just seems yeah. Like you're way out of control here. It is uh, a, a change in what you're used to on the road and the angles of everything and the the give that you have normally from turning and all this stuff, you know, and it's it's not impossible. Like it did it on first try, no, no training. And it's just like you feel like you're out of control for most of it, um, especially with, you know, basically when you rent an RV, they don't really give you a rundown on how to do it. They're just like, yeah. here's an inspection and you're good to go. <laughs> And they so, offer you insurance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they're expecting yeah. you, almost maybe hoping you to crash. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's not terrible. But you know, once we're there, it's fun. We we rent out this whole little lot, you know, have, uh, I don't know, 50 to 100 people there. And we do like a Sunday service up in the woods. So it's a fun time. It's it's a good a good time. We we tried tent camping once at the Grand Canyon with the family, and um, <laughs> we had this huge thunderstorm that hit in the middle of the night. It's like 2 a.m., and it sounded like the lightning like was literally next to the tent. And so the kids wake up screaming, oh, it's geez. raining, it's pouring. And we look across the, the campsite and all these other camps, uh, all these other campers are packing up, leaving, like we're out of here. And so we go to our uh, SUV, we stay in there for like a couple hours and we come back to our tent. And by then it's like soaked and all this 
craziness. And so, um, I think we're, we're done with tent camping. I grew up tent camping (laughs) with my dad. And so I don't mind doing it with like my son, but I think if we bring the girls, it's going to be RV or or not. (laughs) I got you. I got you. Very cool. Well, we had a a question from Jen in our uh, eyes on podcast community group on Facebook about uh, how do we hear God's will? Um, Mm -hmm. and how do people hear it maybe differently? Um, and so I thought that was a cool question because it's a frequent question. How do I know God's will? Like if you're following God, you want to know, am I following him perfectly? Am I following his path for me? Am I doing all the right things every single day? And so that can open up a discussion of, uh, what does that actually look like for the Christian? We can talk about some personal examples And for me personally, this has been a topic of my ministry with discerning dad for discernment. When I talk about discernment, it's it's about, you know, uh, I call it a spirit infused decision making. So when we make decisions, how do we do it with aligning ourselves with the word of God, with what he's telling us to do? And I believe when we do that, it leads us down a path of blessing for our life. There's big decisions we make, there's small decisions, and we make thousands of decisions every day. And we don't need to involve God in every single one. Like, what am I going to brush? You know, what what toothpaste am I going to use? What am I going to eat for lunch? Right. But there are decisions, you know, when the kids are acting up, like, how am I going to handle this? Waiting in that moment, maybe for five, 10 seconds with a quick, quick prayer under your breath, asking the Holy Spirit for guidance. Those kinds of things are something throughout our entire day, not just the big decisions. Where am I going to live? Who am I going to marry? What job should I have? Um, so we'll kind of cover ground on the small decisions, big decisions, and then personal examples going forward. Yeah, that's all really good. The and and I'm so glad that we have a, a listener audience that is engaged with us and is willing to say, "Hey, you know, would y'all be interested in talking about this?" And and so whether you uh, follow us on on Twitter or Facebook or whatever that is, like, make sure you're you're continuing the conversation even after the podcast because we'd yeah. love to not only know your feedback, but Thanks for giving us suggestions as we can hopefully, you know, serve you. Really, that's that's the goal of this podcast is that, yes, we would, you know, help you keep your eyes on Jesus, but ultimately that's part of serving you and we all growing together. So I love this topic. I, I'm with you. This gets asked a lot. How do I know the will of God? How do I um, make sure I stay in the will of God? How, how do I hear from God? Like, what does this look like? And, you know, what you said of saying little prayers under your breath and all that stuff, especially when it comes to kids, you know, although I, I'll be honest, some of my prayers are just like, God, just help me. Don't, you know, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. You, you know, you say them under your breath and you're also like, please don't let me, you know, lose my mind here. Um, it, it's, it's all going back to where your, where your focus is, you know, how, yeah. uh, how often are you in, in prayer? How often are you getting in the word? How often are you really, uh, keeping your eyes on Jesus and making sure that he's the focal point of your day. And the more and more you do that, the, the more and more you're going to be able to, to reference scripture, the more and more you're going to be able to understand, uh, how to handle these and, and navigate these different situations. And like you said, not just the big ones, we don't want to become these nine one one Christians. Yeah. You know, where we just wait until everything builds up and then we we have tried to fix everything on our own. And now that we've done everything that we can do ourselves now and, and it doesn't work, which is yeah. often now we're like, oh, but you know, God, would you would you help me with this? And I had a friend of mine one time, uh, he he asked me if I would pray for him and his family because they were really struggling with a move that they were that they were going through and just nothing was going right. You know, like they, they closed on their house, but the the house that they were getting 
was a delayed closing and they were going to have to put their stuff in storage and they were going to have to pay for that. And then they're going to live in a hotel and then they're going to have to move to the house. And they're almost moving like what felt like more like three times instead of once. And then the new job, there were some, some details that came out that weren't, weren't great. And, and so, um, you know, they ended up moving, but the, the pay structure and the way he was getting paid was a little unique. So there were all these things that were just stacking up and he was like, you know, pray for me. And what I found so interesting is like, we had to get to that point for prayer to really become the focus. Mm, yeah. Prayer wasn't just when it was like, should I move my family? Prayer, like prayer wasn't the focus in it. Yeah. And, and then finally things got just completely out of hand and it was like, man, I really need a lot of prayer. And I'm like, well, you know, sometimes we, we do things to ourselves yeah, Exactly. <laughs> and, and you're, you're a, you're an author, you have a, a, a book on this, you have uh, a lot of uh, resources that you can offer to people as you, as you try to stay in the will of God, as you create habits around that, and as you discern God's voice and try to hear, you know, the purpose for your life and your family's life and how to lead best, not only uh, with your family, but, but with your church, how, like speak to that and, and how you think um, we need to maybe approach some of those, some of those topics. Yeah. And kind of along the lines of what you were saying, you know, I like the, the statement that if you don't follow God's path and don't blame him when you find yourself on the wrong one. And that's too often what we do is that it's the last resort is like, God, I thought you were with me. And God's like, you've never asked me once. It's been your plans, your wills. And now you're kind of blaming me when it's not, and it's falling apart. Right. And so that's why from the very beginning, when we take these steps, either steps of faith or just the natural progression of life. We want to include yeah. God because he will direct your paths. I love Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Yeah. The last part of those verses is he will make your path straight. And that's what we jump to first. God, give me, give me. And it's like, God's like, no, do all those other <laughs> things. Trust, acknowledge with, you know, trust in the Lord with, with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding and in all your ways, acknowledge him. Yep. And then the promise is he will make your path straight. And the, the cool part about that verse, it's, it's trust in the Lord with all your heart. So you have your heart, lean on your own understanding, you have your mind, and then mm -hmm. acknowledge him with your mouth. And those are three things that often we keep from God, or maybe one or two of them we keep from God. We're like, I'm not going to acknowledge God. I'm not going to think about him. My heart is given to worldly things. And yeah. then we find ourselves not in God's will, not in his path. And so uh, that's such a great verse. I love Romans 12 too as well. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Mm -hmm. Then you'll be able to test and discern God's will for you, his perfect and pleasing will. So don't be conformed to the world, be renewed by the transforming of your minds. And then you'll be able to know God's perfect and pleasing will. So there's a promise of knowing God's will, but we have to do certain things to get to that point. And as Christians, when I talk about in my first book, Everyday Discernment, you know, there's three key points. There's the word of God, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit that we're given as Christians, and then godly relationships that are in our life that can speak wisdom to us. And we can get wisdom. We can hear God's voice from all three of those things. And oftentimes it might look differently for you than it does for me, than for some sure. Christians, but if we're serving the same God and he's going to speak to us maybe in our time of need. I mean, God speaks miraculously in, in, in dreams. He speaks to people in visions. 
I've not gotten like an open heaven vision, right? I believe they exist. It's biblical, but at the same time, that's not the norm. That's not like I'm going to wait around until I receive this. No, we have the word of God available to us. God speaks today through his word he's given us and other ways, but you won't necessarily set yourself up for that opportunity to hear from God if you're not in his word, if you're not praying and listening to the Holy Spirit, and if you're not in community with godly relationships of people pouring around, pouring out into you. And you might say, well, I'm in community, but none of those people are Christians and none of those people are listening to God for themselves. None of, none of them have wow. wisdom of having walked through life and gone through trials and, and learn from them and be able to speak wisdom into you. Like those are the types of relationships we need to seek because there is wisdom to be found in those who have gone on before us, who have learned the hard way. There's so many things in life where I feel like as, as, as the human race, we don't learn from previous generations as much as we should. You see the same mistakes generation after generation. It's, it's ultimately a sin issue, but we also know the answer is found through the prescription God's given us in his word. It's literally a roadmap to life follow yeah. this and you will be blessed. And it's not the the blessing today where we see like, oh, that means I'll get a mansion and a Corvette. No, it means that <laughs> right. you'll know God's will and God will set you up to be in his will. And your his will for you might be something that you would have never thought on your, you know, on your own. And, you know, the, the worst part that people hate to think about is, well, what if he asks me to be a missionary in Africa, right? Like, what if I, if I truly submit to God and say, God, I am yours, whatever you want from me, what if he asks me to do X, X, Y, Z, right? The, the, the part with that is that if, if he asks you to do that, he will have put that desire in you already so that it won't be something like you will be dragging your feet doing it. It's that the people that he does call to be missionaries that have that joy to go and do it. And so God's created from the beginning of the world giftings for us, Ephesians talks about. He's created plans and purposes for us based on our giftings. From the beginning of the world, he's given that to us, and it's our job to figure out what those are. And when we figure those out, that that's where we find fulfillment, fulfillment in God, fulfillment in those plans and purposes that are actually bringing life to us instead of trying to do it on our own. I love everything about that. You're you're so right. It, it's almost like you said, it's almost like you wrote a book on it. So <laughs> the, uh, the, the concept of mind, heart, mouth is so great. And I I hope, I hope that our listeners are taking that away because it can't just be like one or the other. Yeah. You know, you, you really have to be in on this and and then to, to take that further and talk about, well, I'm, I'm worried that if I do this, what will it cost me? Right. And Hey, you know, newsflash and, and a little bit of wake up call here, being a Christian will cost you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd love to sit here and, and say, no, 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 no. Be, being a Christian means, you know, all the, <laughs> all the things work out and all the riches in the land. And like you yeah. said, the mansion in the Corvette, not being a Christian means it's going to cost you. It means it might be uncomfortable, but have the perspective and the awareness that, that God, like God's got you yeah. and he's not going to call you to something that's going to be so uncomfortable that you can't handle it. He's not going to call you to something that you won't get joy from. He's not going to call you to something that's some miserable existence because you're still a son or daughter of God. You're his child. And so from that like fatherly perspective, you know, can you guarantee happiness? No, but we can guarantee joy, There you go. you know? And, and I think that's such, such a, a great 
uh, recognition there that, that don't be fearful of what God might have for you, but have trust and understanding that uh, like a father, he's going to lead you in the right direction. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. I'm curious too, do you have, do you have any experience or maybe like a, a situation in your life where you were maybe trying to do your own thing. You had to hear from God and and maybe for our listeners, they can understand like, Oh, okay. So he's not just saying like that this is something we need to do, but is there an example that you can be like, I've been through this. Cause like you said, it's important for us to, to listen to people that have been through these kinds of things and then learn from those experiences. Yeah. I know I have one, but I'm curious as to, as to what you have. Yeah. My biggest example of hearing God's voice was in the past few years, when I came out of the business world into being a pastor full time, and this this was years in the making. When I look back now, you are you're able to see God's work at hand. Where uh, I never, that was never the goal to be a pastor. You know, five ten years ago, but at the same time, I felt that calling years before it actually happened to be in full time ministry. And so that led me on a journey of of learning more about God, of being comfortable speaking, of of I, I call it spiritual sharpness, like spiritual awareness of you know, doing things like whether it's journaling or reading or writing or speaking, like these are things that kind of prepare us and keep us spiritually on edge for the kingdom. And so for me, being in in business, uh, just praying to God, like almost year after year for a while there, just God, there's got to be more. I, I, I don't think I can do this another 10 years. I feel a call from you, but it's very unclear of what that might be and putting myself in a place of, of humility. And one one thing you have to understand is that when you when you ask God for those things and when you feel his calling like he might put a call in your in your heart that is 5 10 years down the road and and too often today we want it we want it tomorrow oh god god's calling me to do this yeah, so right now. I want it tomorrow let's get let's make it happen if i left my job a, a year even before i actually did it would have been a disaster because it wasn't god's hand upon it and so by the time it came around i had gone through 2020 it was the summer of 2020 with you know covid and the riots and all that craziness and i'm just asking god for something and out of the blue uh senior pastor in my church asked me for hey we have an executive pastor position would you want it never like knocking on church's doors like i feel like i'm supposed to be in ministry will you take me in please you know just like doing what's in front of you yeah. until an opportunity comes an open door comes and for me, that led down this long process of, and I say long, it's it was a few months of praying before God, like, okay, this seems like the perfect answer from what I've been praying for, but also I'm I'm pretty stable in my my job I've been at for 20 plus years. Financially, yeah. it's going to be something I have to think about. What's it going to look like for my work-life balance, for my family, for the the call to be a pastor when I don't feel like I'm even qualified, right? We all have that that, oh, that yeah. thing that comes in our head when God calls us to do something. Sure. And so, but we know God equips those he calls. And so for me, it was praying, it was seeking, it was fasting. And, and it wasn't every day. Like it was, okay, God, I, I have this timetable. I'm going to put this before you. I'm going to pray, but then, all right, I'm not going to hear from you for maybe weeks. And so it took a few months of this process. And my wife kind of knew right away. She's like, you know, God will, she's, she felt from God, like God will bless you either way. 
But if you want to know God more intimately, you're going to pursue this pastor position. And for me, it's like, okay, that's cool. To know that at least God still got me either way, to know that it's not a make or break it thing, like I'm completely out of God's will and he's going to reject me if I don't do the perfect solution. Um, But also God's like, here, I have this before you, I have this open door. Do you want to step in? And the way open doors I feel works with God is like, it's not like he pushes you in the door. He's like, here it is. Do you want to walk through it? And we're like, I'm not ready. And he's like, all right, it'll come around again in three months, maybe in three years. Right. Or maybe I'll move on to the next person who's ready and willing to be used by me. Right. That's kind of how I think open doors work, but too often we push them open in our own strength is like, oh, there's a door. It's not open, but I'm going to jam it open in my own strength. And the problem with that is you have to keep it open in your own strength if God's not yeah. behind it. You might yeah. get a, a small traction of, of success, but if God's not in it, you're going to get burned out real fast. And so for me, I, I put before God, and this is, I think, a deeper, when you're really seeking God for the deeper answers to things, such yeah. as a, a job change or marriage or, or you know where to move, that kind of stuff, I think you really have to be quiet. I think you have to really be sure. Like I wanted to be sure and know that I knew, know that I know that God was calling me to do this. And so I put before God a few, I called them fleeces like Gideon. And that's not always the best way to hear from God, but I think like, why not? If God wants to answer you that way, why not? If he wants to give me a dream, I'm open to it. Right. But for me, it's like, okay, here's three things, God, that if, if it's of you, would you come through on these three things? And, and he did like That's short, awesome. short answer to the story. Like he did. And they were, they were a couple of small things and one like big ask and he came through on all three. And so for me, that was just like, okay, God, I know you're in this. If I know you're in this, it doesn't matter if, you know, the budget doesn't line up perfectly. If I have questions going into it was 2021 with the new presidency, with all kinds of things like what's going to happen to the country and the church and all these things, right? But right. If, if yeah. God's in it. I have peace knowing that, okay, I'm going to take it one day at a time, one step at a time in God's will. And sometimes we have to be like Jonah. I think when we talk about God's will, right? God's sovereignty and man's will are two of the most hotly debated topics in Christianity. And for me, is God sovereign? Yes. Do we have free will? Yes. Like that's how I look at it, right? Yeah, and, and absolutely. Whole denominations exist around that topic, and so yep. when it comes to God's sovereignty, I think it's a lot like Jonah. Like God wanted Nineveh to be preached to, and Jonah's like, I don't want to do it, and so he had to go through the whale experience. <laughs> right. Ultimately, God's God's will prevailed, but how much better would it have been for Jonah if he didn't have to go through the whale? It would have been great, but man, it makes a good story. <laughs> it you makes know? a great story. <laughs> Exactly. And so I think in our life, like we have to go through the whale experience sometimes when we just don't listen to God. So I I think that's great. And I also think there's levels. So I want our listeners to understand too. recognize what Tim just explained. He, He not only explained that he went to God before the decision was done, but he also explained an acknowledgement of how he had seen the pattern of God in his life. So God, I, I, I really would like you to reveal yourself through these three things. I'm, I'm sure that those three things were not like some elaborate sign, like God, one of the things is I need a rainbow in the sky <laughs> on Thursday at 2 p.m. God, I, I, need a, I need a hawk to show up on my car and like, you know, you know yeah. like, you you learn as you have this relationship with Christ, you learn different patterns of how he would bring you into something. So I think that that's really 
I think that's really important for us to understand. The more you experience God, the more you experience the will of God, the more you understand how he's moving in your life and where he's taking you to, the better you can then articulate your prayers to be also in the direction of where you think he might be leading. So I think that that's really, really profound and really great that you explain that. Also, let's acknowledge that I, I believe that moving on a maybe can also be blessed. I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. Yeah. I think there are seasons where you might feel, listeners, you might feel like God is calling you to move in a direction, but you just don't know what direction that is. Yeah. And so let me give you a, 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 let me give you a very human example. My daughter now knows her left from her right. She's five years old, and so she gets that. But a couple of years ago, she was out on a bike ride, and she was in front of me, and we got to a four-way little crossway in our, in our neighborhood. I was behind her, and I said, Rylan, let's go left. Now, Rylan was learning her left from her right at the time. So she's going straight, and I said, Rylan, let's go left. And what she did is went right. Now. Was she being disobedient to her father? No. Yeah. She didn't know her left from her right. She was trying to work through that. She was trying to figure it out. She was going straight. I said, let's go left. She went right. So I then ran up to her, grabbed her shoulders, and turned her back in the direction of left. And I said, no, 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 honey, this way. Yeah. So for those out there that are like, oh, I'm trying to decide between these two colleges. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide between these two jobs. I'm trying to decide between you know this thing and this thing. It's a left, it's a right, and I just don't know which way to go, but I know that God is telling me to go. Yeah. What I believe is that if we move in a direction, that if it's the direction God wants you on, that's obedience. And even if it's not necessarily, I think we have a loving father that will grab our shoulders and kindly pull us back the other direction. Absolutely. The thing with Jonah was just straight up disobedience. That exactly. would have been, I'm going straight and I'm not turning. And that's when it's like, hey, <laughs> what did I say? I said, let's go left. And that's where I just love you know, having kids. Yeah. You just really get this concept of what a, what a father does in those scenarios. But I was so pleased that even though my, my daughter didn't know left from right, I said, let's go left. And she made an attempt. So I want to encourage you, if, if you're in this position and you're like, I know that God is telling me to do something, I just don't quite know what it, great, take yeah. a step. And I, and I tell this to people all the time at the church, hey, I want you to serve. You need to be serving. We want to see what God can accomplish through you. I just don't know where to serve. Cool. Sign up to serve. We'll figure that out with you. Yeah. Hey, we want to be generous. We want to give. I just, I don't know that I can, I'm in a position to get, start somewhere, you know, start somewhere, give something, get in the habit of it. God will honor that. God will open up doors. So I think that's where we have to understand the goal is not to be disobedient. The goal is to go, I know I'm supposed to make a move. I'm going to do my best to gain clarity in that. And I believe that as you progress in your faith and your understanding of Christ, you're going to be able to pray better. You're going to be able to get more clarity. You're going to be able to have that connection even more. I, I will say this, you know, you talked about stepping into ministry and that being something you didn't want to do. And, and how did you really hear from God? You know, for me, as, as a pastor's kid, and you know how this is, you, you grow up in church and 
I felt very early on a, a calling on my life, but I did, I'll tell you, I, I, I really do believe I was disobedient to that calling. I believe that I didn't have a good enough understanding of, of really who Jesus was and really even what I was being called to. And I just assumed that I was feeling probably the emotions that everybody else that was in church was feeling. I never really fleshed all that out. So I grew up gifted musically. I would play and sing a lot in church and, and I saw God do amazing things through that. But ultimately, um, when it came time to be an adult, if you want to call it an 18 year old, an adult, um, (laughs) I was like, Hey, I want to go to Nashville and I want to be like the next big thing when it comes to country music, because God's gifted me musically. So naturally he wants me to be famous, have a lot of money, live in a mansion, you know, have a lot of women around me. Right. Like that's what Jesus wants for my life. (laughs) Never prayed. If this is what you want for my life, never prayed. God, give me clarity. Never prayed about any of that. I just knew that if I went to Nashville with the talent that I had, that, you know, doors would keep opening, you know, and I just keep rolling through it. And anytime a door would open, I would always justify that that must be God, even though I wasn't bringing him into any of this. My prayer life was terrible and not consistent. And and so I was just kind of making my own decisions. And if it went well, I was like, Hey, glory to God. And if it went bad, I'd be like, ah, God stinks. And, (laughs) and then I kind of got to this pivotal moment in my life where I'm, I had gone to enough parties. I'd been around enough friends that have died because of drugs. I had been around enough friends that have, you know, uh, gotten in accidents because of drunk driving. I had, I had lost a lot of people around me. Um, and I'd gotten down to where I really just had no money and had very little motivation for what was going on in my life. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give up on the whole music thing. I'm just, I'm done. You know, God, and and what a cruel God mm. to gift me musically, and wow. not and not bless what I wanted to happen. What a, sure. what the and, and so I got in this really negative narrative: the cruelty of God to bless me and then not continue that blessing the way that I saw fit. Mm. So I moved back to North Carolina, moved back in with my parents, started like selling cars, started giving music lessons. I was doing anything I could to make a buck. And finally, I had a real heart to heart one evening. I'll never forget. It was like 1030 at night. I was standing out on a car lot. I had a customer that was in finance. They were still closing. And I was like, really? I was like, God, this is it. Like, and it was the first time I think I was actually honest in a prayer in a really long time. I was like, this is it. My feet hurt. It's 1030 at night on like a Friday night. I'm standing in a car lot. (laughs) This is what you have for me. And it was in that moment that I just kind of surrendered and was like, I really wish that you would just like show me what I was supposed to do and who I'm supposed to be because I know this isn't it. Yeah. And over the course of the next few months, not days, not hours, thankfully not years, but months, I got an email from a guy at church that met my mom who my mom told him that I had music ability. He was the worship director at a church. He reached out to me. He friended me. He became a mentor. He helped me and guided me through rededicating my life, finding my purpose, introduced me to my wife. And now, uh, 13 years later, (laughs) he now goes to my church. Oh, really? Awesome. Which is incredible that (laughs) it's just a full circle kind of thing. I, I, I grew up supporting him in his ministry and now he's, 
now he's part of what I'm doing and what God's doing in, in both of us. And it's just, it's, it's surreal, but it took me relinquishing my goals, my thoughts, my desires that were very human and going, God, would you just, would you just give me whatever you have for me? Yeah. Because I know this isn't it. Mm. And, um, and it just sounds so similar to, to you stepping into ministry. And it sounds similar to a lot of people that step into ministry. Yeah. Um, and you definitely don't feel qualified. You, you definitely feel like, man, I've done, you know, I've done some awful things or I've definitely, you know, sinned too much, or there's gotta be like a chart somewhere that says I'm not, I'm not the guy. <laughs> and, and so now to be in a position 13 years later where I'm, I'm leading people, uh, it's so humbling and yeah. it allows you to go, yeah, this is what only God can do. Right. Like, this is why it's so, this is why I believe it so much, you know, because it's uh, not just a, a scripture and it's not just a relationship. It's an experiential thing. That's right. And, um, and so wh- whatever our listeners are going through, whatever their like next step is, I, I just want to, you know, encourage them to be, be honest, be transparent, be humble. Yeah. Be, uh, be open to what God has for you and make sure that whatever path you're on, whatever plan you're on, that it's not yours, that you brought God into the mix early yeah, and not after the fact when everything's not working out. Yeah. And you can't model someone else's exact steps, right? You nope. can't listen to us and be like, oh, that's what I need to do to be in God's will. No, you can model. We'll go in a car lot at 1030 yeah. at night. I'll just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could try. But you can, you can model someone's heart and you can, you can model their heart and you can model their, their routines, but ultimately it's between you and God. And I would also say, don't despise small beginnings when it comes to the things of God, because oftentimes, especially in today's influencer culture, we want the platform without the process to get there. And the process is how God forms us and transforms us. And if you're following God more than likely based on the Bible and, and experiences, there's going to be a wilderness to go through when you don't hear from God, when it feels like maybe he's left you or maybe you're not on the right path, but that's the testing to see like, all right, are you ready for what's to come? And you have to go through this first. And so don't despise those things. Yeah. Don't expect something overnight and don't don't expect something more than what God has for you. What I mean by that is that ultimately obedience is the goal. Mm-hmm. And if you're obeying God, then the results are up to him. And and so if God wants you to be the best housewife, homemaker, mom, like that is amazing. Like you have generations in at your fingertips to mold and to, to, to speak life into. And in, in our culture, we, we see so many options and we're just like, I want the thing because it's the thing and everyone's doing the thing. And it's like, but but what does God ultimately want for you? Like you see the grandmas out there that just pray constantly for the kids who have a lifetime of faithfulness. And according to the world standards, they 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 don't have success, right? Quote in my air quotes for success, because uh they didn't they don't have millions of dollars, they didn't create this huge platform, but they were faithful to God. They prayed consistently for their kids day after day. And now they have kids yep. that are doing whatever X, Y, Z for the kingdom because they they molded them and transformed them into right. knowing God for themselves. And like, I just want our perspectives to not be on this grandiose idea of what following God might look like because you went back to the book of Acts, right? Apostles yep. were following God's will and they were martyred, right? There are mar- Christians martyred every single day across the world yep. that are in God's will. And so it doesn't mean we have to be, uh, you know, a poverty mindset of that. 
you know, I'm just going to give everything away if God's not called you to, and I'm going to just be, have this miserable life. No, God's called us to a life of following him that will have blessings, that will have trials, that will have ups and downs. But like I said before, ultimately obedience to God's will is what our goal should be. Yeah. And let's recognize too, that the goal isn't always getting an answer. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned a culture that wants everything right now. Yeah. One of the one of the things that I've struggled to really help people grasp, and maybe I shouldn't say struggle to help them grasp, but I've noticed the struggle to gra- them to have this be grasped. When people pray, they expect God to just answer it. And if you go look at Jesus in the Bible, he asked a lot of questions. Yeah, and uh, certainly has more questions than he does answers. Now we call Jesus the answer, but most of the time the answer comes in the form of a question. Right. And we have to be aware of that. We have to recognize that sometimes we will pray for an answer and what we will get back is a question. And sometimes that question is, don't you already know the answer to that? Mm. Sometimes that question is, why are you bringing this to me? (laughs) Haven't I already answered this? Don't you already know what you should do? Right. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. My favorite's when I already know because God has shared something with me. I already know what he wants me to do, but it's uncomfortable and it might cost me something. And so I start going, God, is this really you? God, if you could just let me know if this is you. And he's like, don't you already know? I already did. It's certainly not you. Yeah. And it's a good thing that draws you closer to my character. Who else would it be? <laughs> yeah. Be. And then I'm going, yeah, God, just let me know if it's you. Just let me know if it's you. <laughs> and it's like, you know, sometimes sometimes we're looking for just these finality kind of answers and yeah. these yes or no. And God's coming back at us with a question like, I, I think you already know. Yeah. You know, and, I, we just did a series or uh, the pastor of my church, Pastor Nathan, he just did a, a sermon on uh, waiting and the sermon title is called the wait is the wait is the answer meaning that oftentimes we want an answer but we find the answer in the wait and the 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 biggest takeaway i took from that is that waiting isn't a passive event he said you know it's not something like i'm just waiting on the lord i'm sitting on my hands doing nothing no as you wait on the lord and you use the example of a waiter in a in a restaurant they're the busiest person in the restaurant because they're serving yep. you and so yep. as we're waiting on the lord we should be serving we should be doing what's in front of us and so like you said with the example of how do i serve i want to do these great things for god well why don't you just start by greeting someone at the door there like why go. don't you start with the small things and see where god uses you but in in this mentality of like you know i'm waiting for the perfect uh perfect husband, the perfect wife. And so I'm going to sit on my hands. God's going to bring them to my doorstep. Not going to happen, right? It's it's yeah. through serving that maybe he'll uh, illuminate somebody as you're doing things for him. Or maybe, you know, I, I want a different job, but it's as you're faithful to the job you're in. Like, can you be a light in the job that you're in? Can you be yep. a, a, a witness of God's love to the people around you before he highlights something else? The goal here, like we said, I said before, is not to become a pastor, right? That's not for everybody. The goal is not to be in full-time ministry. That's not for everybody. It's to be faithful where you're at. If you can be an amazing lawyer for the kingdom of God, if you can be amazing doctor, if you can be amazing mom or dad or or, or all these other professions, if that's God's will for you, do it with joy. Do it with a, a sense that I am impacting the kingdom in a, maybe an industry that is 
underutilized, uh, uh, you know, low uh, quantity of Christians that are actually showing God's love in this industry. Maybe God's called you to be a light there instead of always looking for the next big yep. thing, right? That's where we, you know, can you be faithful to a job for 20 years if God calls you to be there instead of like, all right, I've done this for a year. There's got to be something else. Got to be something else. Maybe right. not, right? Maybe not. Maybe not. I think that's really great. And and I'd, I'd really like to find out from our listeners, like, what are some what are some things that you're praying about right now? How yeah. could we join you in that? And so, uh, it, whether that's commenting, uh, whether that's retweeting, whether that's whatever, um, or even emailing, how can they email the show? Yeah, they can email me at discerningdad at outlook.com. Perfect. Um, yeah. So I'd I'd love to just hear from people. What what's a what's a current process you're trying to go through? If you are praying, what what does that prayer look like? How can we pray for you? You know, how can we partner with you in that? And I'd I'd love to just find out kind of kind of where everybody is because ultimately, you know, again, I, I man, th- there's so much substance to this uh, to this talk we've had, and and I'm I'm really I, I just really feel like for some people they're hearing all this and and um, they're going to change and shift some some ways that they look at life. I think maybe for other people they might get to the end of this and go, I've tried all that. Mm. and and maybe they feel stuck and right. so i'd love to know if you you know look if you feel stuck like maybe we can help you know yeah. maybe there's a way that we could be be partnering with you in this uh in this fight in this yeah, battle awesome. but um man really really great content good job by good job by you <laughs> <laughs> good job us man thanks for the question and uh that'll wrap it up for this show and until next time go with god grow in discernment and keep your eyes on jesus Thanks for joining us on the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Drew and Tim. Don't forget to hit subscribe. If this episode blessed you, please share it with a friend. Check out the show notes for more ways to connect with the hosts of the show.